there, this is Courtney Hollenbeck, host and founder of The Invisible Crown, here to not only help you reach your goals, but to walk all over them in your five-inch heels. Now let's get started preparing, presenting, and projecting your best self, both on the stage and in everyday life. Thanks for tuning in, Invisible Crown podcast listeners. I'm Courtney Hollenbeck, the host of the Invisible Crown show, and I have a very special guest here today. Her name is Kylie Snyder, and I actually knew her from my alma mater, Anderson University, but she's been up to a lot more than I realized lately, and I just had to have her on here and share some of her story with all of you. So first off, thank you, Kylie, for being here. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. It sounds like you're up to so much, so I'm just going to let you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you're up to lately. Okay, cool. Um, well, like Courtney said, I went to Anderson University and I studied psychology and youth leadership and development and I uh, worked on campus activities and you're asking to uh, tell, tell a little bit about myself. I just, I love games, love having fun. Um, and after I, so I, I thought I would go into um, higher education and work with student activities, but I found myself um, in a great position to work with AmeriCorps um, the year after I graduated. So I, I worked with a program called Public Allies Indianapolis, and it was a really transformative experience for me. I was there for two years and working with nonprofits and and also um, community engagement um, and outreach and just all kinds of things within the city, learning a lot about myself and a lot about others. And it was like working in an office that I loved, an organization that I really admired their values and their mission, and my, you know, had coworkers that I could call my dear friends. But, and I had tons of flexibility in my mm-hmm. job. Um, but I to make it really whatever I wanted, but I found myself not being excited about my work. And so as my second term was ending, I was thinking, what is it that I really want to do? And I just asked myself the question, like, what would I do if I wasn't getting paid to do it? Mm-hmm. And and I just, it dawned on me that it was um, health-related. You know, I was like, I'm so interested. I'm always thinking about health on in regards to my own life, my family members' lives. Um, I'm really intrigued. I love watching documentaries on Netflix, all kinds <laughs> of things. At that point, I just was, like, getting inf- any information that I could. Yeah. And so I just, like, Googled, like, health jobs, and health coach came up, and, and I mm. found myself looking at the Institute for Integrated Nutrition. And I decided to take a risk and enroll. Um, I was like, well... I don't know if this is even real. I found it online, you know, and I (laughs) called the admissions department. I talked to them for a long time. I'm sure they all knew me by my first name. But um, I was like, is this real? And I'll never know unless I try. Like, the worst thing that could happen is that, you know, I was at a really broken place in my own life in regards to my relationship with food and, Hmm. and my body. And I was like, I cannot go the rest of my life living like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I either can find healing this year um, and it not become a career that I love, mm-hmm. or I can uh, 
you know, do both. It can become a career that I love and I find healing, or it can be yeah. neither. It could just be like a fluke, and I'm yeah. out some money, but yeah, yeah that's, that's what I did, that's cool. and I really um, had an amazing, and more than I ever could ask for um, in regards to all of what I was looking for, and, and uh, at the end of uh, the year, I am now, you know, pursuing a, a career that I feel passionate about, and I feel very purposeful um, in doing that's so great. Now, this in the Institute for Integrated Nutrition, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, was that an online program, or did you go and study in person somewhere? It's totally online. Okay. Um, the school's been around about 20 years. They started oh. in New York City, and it was just um, just in person. You, know, you came into classes, uh, mm-hmm. and they were growing at a rapid rate, and so... Um, I think within the last decade, they've they've gone online, and there's students right. internationally, just all over the world. Um, it's become a, a really great tribe of people. That's so great. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you you talked a little bit that you were in a bad place with your food, yeah. your relationship with food, and your body. Um, so can you just dig a little bit deeper? I know it might be totally. being very vulnerable, but mm-hmm. the people listening, I'm sure, have all battled this, as almost every woman has. So right. just open up a little bit about what your relationship with food has been throughout your life. Yeah, I would love to. Um, I'm I'm happy to do so because yeah. it's like always wonder. I mean, I've had a, a wonderfully blessed life, um, and you know, this has just kind of been a hard chapter for Mm -hmm. me, um, just chapters, you know, of my life, um, and it's kind of like the one, like, thorn, and, you know, one of the thorns on my sides, and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy that, um, I just feel like God's redeemed it and, and used Mm -hmm. it for good, and that I can, um, share it with other people, so. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I can remember, um, hmm, when I was in elementary school, I just, I grew a lot faster than everyone else, um, so I was about a foot taller, you know, than, than the peers around me, girls and boys, you wow. know, girls always tend to grow faster yeah. sometimes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> maybe you have the opposite story. <laughs> I may have been taller for once in my life in elementary school, and then it, it stopped for me, but that's all right. We all have we our We have own, our opposites, yeah. And journeys. Um, and, and... I was, I have two older sisters, and so I went by, you know, 10 and 6 years, mm-hmm. so wow. um, I just, and I love, I've always loved food, so even as yeah. a kid, I just ate a lot, <laughs> and I um, was, you know, at sporting events for my sisters, eating from the concession stand, and I just got a little extra weight on me, and I yeah. just, um was also a foot taller, so it just made me feel, I just can always remember feeling so different like on the basketball team like in the pictures I'd be the mountaintop in the mm-hmm. middle you know I there's a picture of me playing soccer because my sister told my parents that I needed to play soccer to lose weight and it's like third grade oh, and gosh. that I shouldn't be eating footlongs pizza subs at Subway you know <laughs> those types of things um oh my there's a picture and, and it looks like I'm the coach because I am just yeah. I don't know I'm just trying to paint a picture yeah. I think this is where it Probably started, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I remember not being dissatisfied with my my body and my size, and just like desperately wanting to be smaller mm. at a very young age, and it just stuck stuck with me. And I was an athlete, and I was very active. Um, 
but I found myself just like the idea of weight loss and dieting came mm. to me when I was very young. So yeah. Probably at least by middle school I was dieting. I know in seventh grade I was dieting, going to Weight Watchers even at times. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, and so it just became an obsession. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I like I, I stumble upon some of my old journals sometimes when I was younger mm-hmm. and they're all food journals. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, they're all just like, they're either like my next diet plan or what I ate that day. You know, I can tell you what I ate for like when I was from 13 to 14 years old, but I can't tell you what was going on in my life, what I was mm. dreaming about. Yeah. And I just wonder like, what could my mind have been thinking, you know, using it more productively had I not been just obsessing over how to lose weight? Yeah. Um, and I did. And, and so I, like, I, I would lose weight, and then I'd gain weight, and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd lose weight, and I'd gain weight, and I just always um, was trying to think of the next thing. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it progressed that way. Um, yeah. And uh, I lost weight, and it kind of just all came to a head my first year of marriage, because mm-hmm. I had lost weight for the wedding, again, yeah. with, like, I think it was Weight Watchers that time, you know, counting, I was food vlogging on yes. Lose It or whatever app, you know, yep. and um, I just, I lost weight, and then, like, on our honeymoon, I gained seven pounds in, yeah. in one week. <laughs> it's like, what the heck, how did that happen? And then yeah. I gained, I probably gained 25 pounds our first, like, four months, and, mm-hmm. and I was just feeling so broken, you know, very, like, undesirable, very, um, it changed my whole mood, I just was, um, consumed with just wanting to be thin and not understanding why my body kept on gaining and losing weight, and I wasn't, you know, doing something drastic, like, having pizza every day, no, I'm not really a binge, I've never really been a binge eater, um, you know, sleepovers, puppy chow, that's a whole other story, but, you know, everybody has their but um that that was where I was really broken I remember on Tyler and I's Mm. first anniversary I was just crying because Mm. I felt just like I can't believe in the past year I haven't done anything different and yet I've gained all this weight and he would always say I think like have you ever just tried you know obviously he or he just like showered me with you know you're beautiful and you're great and you don't need to lose weight and I'm thankful yeah that I was with someone that that told me that but um I didn't believe it and I never believed it and um it's hard it just is just a part of your life that just feels like uncontrollable Mm -hmm. and Tyler's like maybe that's the point you know maybe you should let it go and I was like I can't let it go yeah you know because you're (laughs) thinking if I let it go if I'm not actively trying to lose weight, that means that I'm telling myself I'm okay at this yeah, weight. exactly. And I thought, if I told myself I'm okay at this weight, then I'll just get bigger you'll, and bigger. Yeah, I'll balloon up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Um, so that was, the, that was the broken part. Yeah. I don't know if you want to hear the redeeming Well, <laughs> part. yeah, maybe. Or we could wait because I think when you transition into your business that I can't wait to hear about too, you can kind of tell how it all came to fruition. But, um, no, I think I can totally relate in that regard. I think, Mm -hmm. and I've never, I've never had a moment where I was drastically, then other people always would say, well, you'll still look fine. But Mm -hmm. I put on probably the freshman 15 was the first time I noticed my body change was college because 
I had danced all throughout high school and had no problem keeping my weight down just because I was dancing and burning so many calories. But then once that went away, mm-hmm. I had to work a little harder. And I was like, what is happening? And you always have those moments, whether it's when you're newlywed or whether it's mm-hmm. college or whether it's just that point in your, like, 30s, women find out that their body just doesn't react the same way, mm-hmm. that there's something going on and mm-hmm. there has to be a way to fix it. But I know it feel, you feel powerless and... I think I'm right there with you. I went through that same thing. Um, but looking back again to as you were a child, what did you always think you'd be when you grew up? Did you ever think as a young child that you'd go into helping others with their health? Or was that not even on your radar until recent years? Definitely not on my radar in, in helping others in relation to health. Yeah. I always felt like, I just want to help other people. You know, I never yeah. knew the answer to that question. Exactly. And I come from a, a lineage of teachers, so yeah. I just assumed <laughs> that I would teach. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't really care about scholastic <laughs> learning. I just, like, could not connect. I didn't want to be in a yeah. classroom. Um, but I definitely wanted to help, and it was yeah. just recently that that dawned on me. You knew how you would help. You yeah. You knew what the, the yeah. context would be. Mm-hmm. That's neat. So... Tell us a little bit about how you're helping others now with this new business venture. Um, I am really excited about Rendezvous um, because I just am able to, I mean, the reason why it's called Rendezvous is that I... So cute, by the way. No, thank you. (laughs) I get to rendezvous with other people about their food. and. And I, um, one thing, one of, like, the core principles of IIN is um, the idea of primary and secondary foods. So primary foods um, are your career, your spirituality, your um, physical activity and the relationships in your life. Mm. And um, that's a huge aspect to your health. You know, you're not going to want to go gluten-free even if you need to for your health, for instance, if, you know, your marriage is suffering or if you hate your job and, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have that joy and happiness in your life. Like, what's the point in yeah. trying to get my body right, you know? Yeah, true. Um, so it's kind of um, yeah, rendezvous about the, the primary food and then secondary foods, you know, what you're actually fueling your body with. What are you putting in your body? That is so neat. I never thought of that. Thank you. I mean, obviously you know those things are important, but you often don't think of them as things to feed yourself with but like you right. need those relationships to feed your spirit and your soul just to, if not more importantly than actual food but yeah 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 it's so true yeah so I mean I'm really excited about the work that I'm doing and I it originally was just birthed from the desire that I had to help other habitual dieters like mm-hmm. like I was yeah um, just experience freedom and, and peace with, with their food and with their bodies and with mm. where they're at and, and really finding that acceptance of whatever size they are. Yeah. Um, but also, um, I developed as I was studying all of these different dietary theories and just really how the human body works and everything, and I became really mesmerized with our bodies and how just miraculous they are yeah, and that how food is I mean we literally become what we eat you know like our yeah. cells just assimilate all those nutrients and so mm. I really um just felt very passionate about making sure that we're getting the nutrients that our body deserves and not because of a guilt aspect like mm-hmm. oh I'm dieting or you know I went to do out of weight loss but 
really desiring those nutrients for your body and yeah. and being turned off by the processed junk that you know we so often find ourselves consuming out of convenience or um, cravings and all of that jazz. Yeah, I think that's a huge piece is just figuring out not doing it just for how you look in the mirror. Yeah. You know, because that's such a, yeah, it can really bind up women and, and just this huge cycle of always worrying about how you look instead of what the lifetime benefits are, you know, oh, yeah. being healthy. Oh, yeah. And so great. Um, it's sad. I mean, I think everybody has either experienced this for themselves or they know a loved one that has is... Um, Mm-hmm. dealing with a chronic illness maybe they lost oh, yeah. their life to it and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's incredibly sad that you know 90% of these major illnesses that are afflicting um, Americans and people all over the world today are you know a direct correlation to your lifestyle and diet habits mm-hmm. that you have total control of and yeah. it is truly like a preventable health care that you have access to and yeah. and it's it's hard um, sometimes we just aren't, you're, a lot of it is that we're unaware and we get tricked by cereal uh-huh. boxes that say that this sugary cereal has whole grain yeah. in it for us and, and we want to believe it because it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, but it's more affordable too. And it's sometimes, more affordable. like it's the cheaper stuff, but. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. The wool is pulled over our eyes sometimes, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I think you already maybe alluded to this with, mm-hmm. um, like, your first year anniversary was when you kind of had that breakdown moment. Um, was that the turning point, you would say, that really convinced you to change career paths, or was was there another moment? I think that? it was, I think it was maybe what I mentioned in the, in the uh, while I was introducing myself, yeah. that I found myself in a really great job that I loved with a lot of flexibility and mm-hmm. creativity and people that I adored and I was not motivated to do work Hmm. and I thought am I lazy (laughs) um what is not connected and aligned within me right now and I just I knew as a kid that I didn't know what I was gonna do but I just wanted I'm very much someone who believes that every life has a purpose I wanted to find meaning in my purpose and do something that would make a difference in other people's lives yeah. And I wasn't doing that um, the way that I kind of felt like I should. And I think I was, what am I truly passionate about? Yeah. And I feel like purpose, I heard it said once that purpose was um, where your passions and your skills align. Hmm. So choosing to be kind of a freelance mm-hmm. entrepreneur, I mean, mm-hmm. that has to be kind of a scary leap to make, but... Um, also very exciting. So what do you think has been the hardest part in getting started with this new career move of yours? I would say, yeah, going the path less traveled Mm -hmm. um, and having those you love understand why you're doing it. Oh, yeah, that's quite a big one. (laughs) Yeah, the understanding is the big one uh, for sure because, um, you know, my loved ones were very, very supportive. and it's, you know, my parents are very supportive and family members, and but not everyone, although they supported me, probably understood it. You know, it's, yeah. it's not comfortable. You kind of just want, and you're thinking, putting myself in my parents' shoes, like, yeah. you know, why can't she just get a normal job that's yeah, stable? Yeah, guaranteed and, income. Or <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, 
and it's, it's hard, but uh, sticking with it, I think, has just all been about believing in yourself, and that's that's hard for me as well because I, um, I mean, I go in comparison mode and just asking, yeah. like, who am I to be doing this, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and also, like, you, everyone who's, who's gone somewhere, like, everyone always learns from someone who's done it, yeah. you know, so you're studying these, these experts in the field, and you're just, you know, amazed at what they're doing, and you're like, okay, now I'm trying to emulate that, yeah. yet I'm, like, a million light years behind, yeah, um, <laughs> and so it's been hard, and I've had to really, I've been reading, um, Actually, I haven't been reading. I've been listening on audio because I'm not a great... I'm a good, I know how to read, but I, I yeah. don't have a lot of quiet time in my life. So I just yeah. listen to audio books in the car and things. And I was listening perfect. to Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Okay. And one thing that she said is that, you know, a lot of us are consumed with originality. Um, mm. But she's much more impressed with authenticity. Mm. And she's like, it's all, it's all been done before. Yeah. But it hasn't been done by you. Mm. And... Um, you know, if you can do it authentically enough, it will feel original. Wow, and that's good. Yeah, recognizing the power in your own story. Um, mm. That's, you know, and it's still, like, uncomfortable for me to put myself out there and yeah. and to really believe uh, in my work and my knowledge. But um, I just do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, oh, I have, like, a lot of people in my life that pour a lot of encouragement and confidence into me, and I try to soak it up and, and let it shine through me, I guess, and just, um, because I don't want to put my own insecurities in the way of me being an asset to someone. You know, it's, yeah, that would be selfish, so yeah. I try not to do that. That's fabulous. I love that quote that you spoke with Gilbert. Is yeah. That what you said? Yeah. Man, that's powerful. That helped me out. So <laughs> hopefully <laughs> someone else listening latched onto that. Um, so where do you ideally, like if it all went perfectly for you, mm-hmm. um, do, where do you see this going? Like five years from now, what do you want this rendezvous, rendezvous food yeah. to be in five years? Well, I would love to be working with lots of individuals mm-hmm. um, locally as well as internationally and just yeah. anywhere. I mean, uh, the, the type of work that I'm doing, it just lends itself very easily to Skype and yeah. phone calls and it just makes it kind of limitless into who I can work with and I would love to be available to, um, and I am available really to anyone anywhere who is in, in search of um, there's kind of some healing and direction and uh, I I'm open to a lot of things. I, I would love to do some workshops. I'd, I'd love to do group classes. I would love to maybe do a retreat at some point. Um, you know, maybe down the road. I'm not a huge dreamer. Um, I'm a planner, but it's like I know my next whole week plan and then yeah. I start no, <laughs> plan like you. <laughs> um, yeah. But the idea of having a like, rendezvous help center with, um, you know, cooking mm-hmm. and gardening classes for adults and kids and um, having, you know, massage therapy there as well as, <clears throat> um, you know, maybe uh, some yoga or dance classes and maybe boxing and okay. then coaching, just anything. Yeah. Uh, that's a long-term dream and yeah. knows, but... That's yeah. great. Say it out loud. It'll yeah. Maybe come through then, you know. Uh-huh. You can't be afraid to say it. 
I love that. I'll be a part of it. I'll be there for the dance. Sweet. Yeah, you can teach some classes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be there for massages, of course. I love massages. <laughs> Actually getting one next week. I've been waiting so long for this massage. Self-care. Oh, yes. <laughs> Self-help day. Uh-huh. Um, so, if there's one big misconception, now obviously it's really hard to just pick one, but... Mm-hmm. In creating a healthy lifestyle, I know there's so many things people think like maybe they're doing right and it's it's not healthy at all. Or mm-hmm. maybe like a misconception like everything has to be disgusting to eat just because it's healthy, which I know isn't true because I eat pretty healthy too. But what's right. one big misconception that you want to kind of debunk today for anybody listening? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, oh, well, I maybe have two. Yeah, One sure. that's just coming to me is the whole calories in versus calories out. Mm, that's good. Uh, that is something I lived by, and it might even help you lose weight initially, <clears throat> but yeah. uh, just because like Oreo thins or something are 100 calories for a pack mm. doesn't mean that they're good for you. Um, yeah. This is very obvious, you know, to a lot of people, but I was there once, you know, I was like, I can eat these because they're 100 calories and I'm still within my realm and I just was not focused on ingredients. Um, And that's just a huge shift that I have noticed that's very helpful. Um, I don't look at the nutritional label anymore. I don't look at how many calories, how many fat grams. I just look at the ingredients. Yeah. Do I know what what they are? Yeah. Are there five or less ingredients? Hmm. If so, it's it's probably okay for me to eat. Is it a whole food? I, it's, we make it so complicated, but... I know. Yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah. So that's that's one. And, and also just the idea that you'll ever be perfect. Because mm. you're just never, ever going to be perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> perfection is an illusion, and, and that's why a lot of diets set, up, set us up for failure. Because uh, most people who say that they're going to not have sugar for a week aren't able to have sugar, or aren't able to not have sugar. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. very few people who can actually hold to that. Yeah. And then at the day three, you're like, oh, wow, you know, I have no willpower, and I'll never win, and, <laughs> you know, I can't do it. You know, I just can't, it just sets you up for this feeling of, um, this overwhelming feeling of failure, and that you'll never meet your goals. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're more likely to rebound in the opposite direction. Like, I've done oh, yeah. that so many times, and... I wouldn't say I was, like, a huge binger, but I think restricting myself so much the past year, and I'm getting real right now, but I I would go through these nights where I would just, like, eat more than I ever would have normally eaten ever in my right mind if I hadn't been restricting so much. Uh And I think that that is another reason they diets just aren't good for you because they set you up for that failure even more so than you normally would have done if the diet would have never been there. Like, I would have known when to stop, but I had no concept of stopping because I had been eating such little amounts for that week or whatever, so. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. It's just, yeah, I, I love what you shared. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, Rendez Food, what do you think it offers or that you offer that other programs may not and that mm-hmm. could benefit people listening that maybe want to mm-hmm. hop on board? Yeah. Um. Well, the logistics of what I offer is a you know, six-month program uh, where I meet with clients. Um, I'm also available for three-month programs, but uh, I promote the six-month program because it's just a perfect amount of time really to make these uh, 
habit changes into sustainable lifelong um, changes. And and I meet with clients uh, every other week and right. for an hour a week. And, and we uh, set goals. We talk about, uh, we spend the hour um, talking through their health goals and making their um, action steps. And I check in on the off weeks. And hmm. um, really that's like the logistics of it. But I think that the magic happens um, because... It's just clients are given a space to be heard, hmm. and um, yeah. they're also like empathized with and, and challenged and loved and supported. Yeah. And sometimes when you're just you feel like you just have this mountain in front of you, and how are you going to get over it? And it takes someone being there right with you and and yeah. asking the right questions. Um, yeah. And you know everyone has their own story and. So, you know, nobody knows it better but that person. You know, I am not a health coach where, I, you know, if I were to come in and, and try to tell you or give you rules or regulations or, um, you know, tell you exactly what you should do to become healthier, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of pretending that I'm an expert of your story. And yeah. I'm not because everyone has very different health needs. I mean, we're all, like, living in different bodies that... Um, you know, not it's not a, a one type of diet eating fits all. It's it's not at all that. And um, I just I don't want to do that because I don't want to be saying that you know you don't know what your body needs to be healthy because yeah. I believe that you do know what your body needs to be healthy. Yeah. Um, yep. And I just make it my goal to listen intently and mm. ask good questions and help problem solve and then just mm. offer whatever um, recommendations that I believe will be beneficial and it's your decision to move mm-hmm. forward with them or not. And that's great. And we just kind of work through. And then after, you know, the sessions, I make it my goal, just accountability, encouragement, and love. Yeah. So. That's great. I think empowering people to do that on their own will make you set up for success right away. Because it yeah. gives you the, mm-hmm. the power. That's the goal. Yeah. All right, well, we'll, we'll kind of change gears here a little, um, just away from eating and more a little bit more about, like, what you do to stay active, because I love to hear what people do in their lives, because I know some people are runners, some are yogis, some are just whatever arises that's fun at the moment, so I'm just curious mm-hmm. what, you, what you do to stay active. Lately, I, um, I have a membership at LA Fitness, okay. Love Fitness, um, <laughs> Love Fitness. I, I love going to Zumba classes because I really love dancing. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, confidence. In some aspects of my life, I feel very confident. In other aspects, I feel very not. Um, <laughs> but dancing is one way that I build my confidence because yeah. I just feel really alive and I enjoy it so much. And, and so I, I go to a couple dancing classes a week. I go to a few yoga classes. I love yoga. Because, yeah, I love it. I love it, too. And I really am not necessarily a peaceful person by nature. And so I need <laughs> that zen and quiet, yeah. quietness. Um, That's great. Yeah, I enjoy it. And and I try to do some strength training. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for an intramural volleyball um, team to play on. I would love to do that. But, yeah, I used to make myself run. 
because I just thought that, uh, you know, and, it, and you do lose weight fairly quickly, you know, you know yeah. but it was torture. I yeah, it's not fun for you. No, I'm yeah. not a runner. I yeah. just am really not. I even did a half marathon with my sister, and at the end, I was like, I'm not a runner. What am I uh-huh. doing? Um, <laughs> you know, this sucks. I just, I was putting myself through more stress, I feel like, by dreading, like, oh, I have to run tonight, or, like, while I was doing it, hating, and I just feel like yeah. that stress was pumping cortisol in my body and just having me hold on to all of the fat <laughs> I was trying to lose, and it just seemed really counterproductive. <laughs> That's really funny. That's so true, though. Yeah. It's the same as you said about that, like, eating, though. You, it's, your activity choices are going to vary person to person. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Even if running may help you lose weight, it may not, if it's not what your body... Yeah is made to do because some people just like lean out right away and some don't and you run your butt off and it just doesn't seem to be working so exactly you gotta find what works for you mm-hmm. I did a half marathon recently and I can tell you bucket list item checked off but I'm never doing it again yeah. like I'm not I'm not a runner I I still find yeah. times to do short runs that are fun and, and beautiful like in, the, in nature yeah. just to yeah. kind of smell the fresh air but I don't do I don't do it because I love it. I do it just as a warm-up to another activity or to just let off some steam. So mm-hmm. I'm with you there. I'm, <laughs> I love the dancing, and I've done some weightlifting too, but not, no running anymore. I think I'm done with the long distance. But, <laughs> but if you love right. to run, that's all right. Great. Yes, good for you. You keep it up. You run for <laughs> us. <laughs> um, I think you kind of already answered this because I know – it's probably not about the calorie burn. Mm-hmm. I just put that in there because that's what a lot of people do. But do you do you stay active just to get your heart healthy? Do you do it mm-hmm. for that peacefulness you find, just for the overall health? Uh, why, why do you do it? What's your why behind being active? Uh, <clears throat> this is a new development for me as, as part of like the healing and transformation I experienced this past year. Um, but I truly do it because I look forward to it I enjoy Mm. it I love it it's fun um I'm disappointed if I can't make it to a class yeah and it's really I never thought I'd be here I mean I used to just if I didn't get a chance to work out that day I'd be kind of in a funk internally I'd feel like uh like 20 pounds heavier that day just because I didn't work out that day so yeah. obviously I looked like, and felt 20 pounds heavier every calorie you ate was like yeah, like, yeah. I know that feeling <laughs> I would make myself you know it'd be 10 10 o'clock at night and I'd make myself do like a workout video on tv because I had to do something because I wasn't yeah. okay with myself if I didn't hmm. yep and and now it's like and now I never feel that way on a day that I don't get to work out which is you know I don't work out every single day you yeah. know I'm I strive for like four to five times a week, uh-huh. but even on weeks when I'm really busy and I have to skip classes and I only work out like in, in the conventional way, like, yeah. you know, besides walking and being active, yeah. um, I only work out twice. You know, I, I'm not feeling terrible about myself or my body. I'm just like, oh man, I wish I could have done that because I, yeah. I missed out on something fun and enjoyable. That's great. It's really great. It's a really good mindset because yeah. I'm the same way and I'm sure lots of people listening are. It's like yeah. we, we treat, we punish ourselves so much. If we miss it, but yeah, it's you got to be forgiving and no life is gonna happen sometimes <laughs> in between your workouts, and that's okay. Yeah, um, I'm curious back to food a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I know your your diet probably varies from day to day depending on your well, how busy you are, but what do you what's your typical menu for a day? Just I'm curious to hear now that you have this new outlook on your health, just kind of what you yeah. eat in a day. 
it's changed a lot um, yeah. because I've learned uh, about my own needs, you know, mm -hmm. my, what what is going on with my body. So yeah. um, before I was, uh, I was kind of, I prided myself in being able to really have a lot of vegan meals. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for a lot of people, having a vegan lifestyle is incredible and it's really great for the environment. Um, but then I learned, you know, that I have uh, an imper impermeable gut and mm -hmm. an unhealthy amount of bacteria in my gut and really needed to focus on sealing it up. Mm -hmm. um, and I also have some issues with my thyroid. And, mm -hmm. and so I was like, oh, you know, all of those grains that I was having in, in my vegan diet yeah. were really hard for me and the starchy yeah. vegetables are, are not great for me and I actually need that fat and mm. um, from I'm, at, I'm making like homemade chicken stock out of like oven roasted you know chickens and yeah, just literally drinking the stock in a mug to yeah, kill like my a gut. Bone broth yeah, yeah yeah bone broth um, that's cool so currently in my endeavor to um, heal my gut, <laughs> I am eating a lot more protein and hardly any grains. So in the morning, mm. I'll have um, I'll have eggs and try to mix some veggies with them, mm -hmm. or uh, possibly sometimes just have a handful of nuts or mm -hmm. some lemon water, like warm lemon water, to get my digestive system rolling mm. for the morning. Yeah. Um, and you know, I for lunch I have leftovers from whatever dinner is, and <laughs> dinner is normally. Um, just some, some veggies, either, you know, roasted or steamed or, or fresh or just raw, um, and some lean meat, um, that's basically, it's kind of boring right now, like salads and different, you know, um, it's a little boring, I miss the grains a little bit, I was, you know, eating a lot of, like, brown rice and quinoa and, and experimenting with some other ancient grains, but yeah, right now I'm on the hiatus, I have some fruit, yeah. um, that's basically what I tried. You know, I'm not perfect, but yeah. Now, you didn't mention a lot of fruit. Do you, is fruit not something that works well with you with your gut issues? Kind of. Kind of it? <clears throat> yeah, because um, the amount of, like, unhealthy bacteria, hmm. uh, like, if you've ever heard of um, just, like, candida, mm -hmm. albicans, <laughs> they're just, yeah. they all love sugar, you Yeah. Know? And so, in fruit, even though it's natural sugar, it's yeah, still sugary. Still sugar. and, so I'm trying to get them to die off. <laughs> yeah. But and so I just try to have less fruit because it's less yeah, sugar. That would be yeah. sad. I know. And I feel like great. that's good to know though because um, I know I have a few people, even myself for a while, I think I was struggling with like candida. Like I, I've been mm -hmm. listening to podcasts that talk about it and my mm -hmm. I think there's some people in my life that could benefit from trying things like that. Just a limit like reducing some intake of certain foods and seeing mm -hmm. what works well. Yeah. Um, now, did you figure this out by just process of elimination, or did you take, like, a test to find out yeah. about your health, what you needed, what, what steps you took? Uh, a lot of it was studying um, and then checking my own system, or mm -hmm. system, well, not really my system, yeah. my body, but my <laughs> symptoms. Okay. Um, and they were pretty, you know, so I was like, well, I have multiple symptoms that, that seem to be correlating with this, but, yeah. um, and then I, you know, I read a book, I read the gut, I'm reading the gut and psychology um, syndrome by, um, Natasha McBride, Campbell McBride, she's Dr. Cool. Natasha 
Campbell McBride. She has a long, long name, but um, she's an expert cool. in this field, and she's she's done a lot of work um, with GAPS patients. But um, I also went to an alternative doctor who did some muscle testing on me and okay. confirmed it. And yeah, yeah, and so okay. Yeah. So for the average person, this may be if they're not feeling well, they could just start eliminating some things from their diet little by little yeah. and just seeing how they feel when they pull that certain food out. And mm-hmm. then, uh, the elimination diet is, is okay. one that it works really well. Um, it's a little intense for two yeah. or three weeks, but yeah. yeah, if you're up for the challenge, it'll, <laughs> it'll be very eye opening. Um, they, it's recommended to eliminate eggs, soy, dairy, Okay. Um, gluten. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Excellent. Gluten. And spacing. Is there sugar? Oh, yes. Sugar. Probably sugar. <laughs> Corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, there's six. Thank if there's you. sugar, does that mean just like added sugars? Or is that any sugar? Like you said with the healthy just, sugars. Just add, yeah. Just the added. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the, the idea is to go off all six yeah. um, at once for, for two weeks. I can see some it's, people freaking it's hard. over that. Just because a lot hard. of people's diet is only that, too. Yeah. You know? It's hard. Yeah, it's yeah. really um, challenging. And But if you could do it for a week, is uh-huh. you know, a week, you know, anything's better than nothing. But if yeah. you do it for a week, that's great. If you can do it for two whole weeks, that's even better, and then the third week you bring back each, you know, ingredient one set one at a time, okay. and then you journal. Mm-hmm. So you know, cool. on the first day of your third week, you eat gluten, and then you check in with your body. Are your your symptoms back? Did they ever go away in the first place? If you're okay. not feeling, you know, the first three days going off, you're gonna be having yeah. some, you know, withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, and then you kind of do a one by one elimination. Okay. See what sensitivities you have. That's very interesting. Yeah. I like that. Um, one more thing about food before we dig into a little other area of your mm-hmm. life, but what do you think is was or still is? Because even if you're on a healthy journey, you still have those temptations and those old habits that come knocking at your door. Oh, yeah. Um, what has been your biggest temptation with food? Like, do you say you have a sweet tooth or... Uh, do you just really love pizza or what is it with you and how did you uh, overcome that? Hmm. I do have a sweet tooth, as yeah. I mentioned. Because I mean, but it, it makes me feel better knowing that it wasn't that I never had willpower. I mean my body, but literally yeah. like living creatures in my body are causing <laughs> me to crave this sugar. Yeah. And it's it like, whoa. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, chill out down there. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> to me not <laughs> exactly yeah um so sugar you know sugar. I love dark chocolate it, you know yeah is definitely a vice um but sometimes you get the uh, pizza I mean just you still have cravings here and there but yeah. it just feels very different for me because mm-hmm. um I just think is that sort of like my, my greatest goal is to make sure that I'm setting myself up for a healthy future Mm-hmm. And although, like, maybe my my health conditions aren't affecting my day-to-day life that much, even mm-hmm. though, like, allergies are really a pain and think, yeah. you know, if you're sneezing 100 times a day, it's not fun. Yeah. But <laughs> you can live through it. Yeah. Um, but I want to set myself up for a healthy future. So I just think, yeah, you know, how is this food affecting, like, 
it's kind of how I resist, but I guess how I overcome it is how it's affecting my body. And, and that, that totally changes. It's so different than trying not to eat it based off of I don't have enough calories or points left in the day. Yeah. Because even, like, uh, even if I, I'm normally not tempted by processed foods anymore because they, they don't sound appealing to me and yeah. I know that they're not good for my body, but there comes a day when I'm like, I really want an Oreo, you know? Yeah. And it's just Oreos, they're like crack. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, but the difference is like, I'll eat, you know, two Oreos, mm-hmm. not just like sit down to have five or seven or something yes. because, because I know what it's doing to my body and yeah. you can, it's, willpower's not, like if you're on a diet, there's always a day when you're like, I look great. I don't need to lose weight. You yeah. know, like I'm fine how I am. Yeah. You know? And and you are fine how you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's when the binge happens, or when yeah. you, know, you eat something you're not supposed to, because you're like, I don't need to be doing this anyway. Exactly. But I know I do need to be doing this. Yeah. My body is is not happy. It doesn't mm-hmm. you know thrive when I eat these foods. Yeah. So that's great. It's a good big picture perspective to have. Yeah. It's hard to have when you're staring at a delicious donut in the teacher's lounge, but oh my gosh, it's one that I'm going to try to keep in the back of my head. <laughs> um, so I know shifting gears here, you're married, and I'm guessing in the future you may want to have a family. Mm-hmm. So I know it's super hard having kids, as I've heard, I don't have them of my own, but, mm-hmm. and buying healthy foods, because sometimes the culture we live in makes the crappy food look so appealing, and that's what's easy to buy for the kids, and um, just how are you going to work keeping that healthy lifestyle for yourself, but also into your life if you have a family yeah. someday? Yeah. Um, I mean, Tyler and I definitely hope to expand our family someday, and, yeah. um, but I think that the, the lifestyle changes that we've made feel very light mm-hmm. and feel very, I mean, light in a way that it's life-giving for us. You know, it, mm. it doesn't feel heavy because we're choosing to do it out of desire. We yeah. want to we want to eat this way. We feel good when we yep. eat this way. Um, so I almost, yeah. I just feel like it'll kind of be natural to raise kids in the same lifestyle. Um, yeah. And I also... Uh, I don't blame my parents at all for, you know, my health, you know, where I'm at in my health, but I know also that, because they didn't know, Um, and there's a lot of parents that that think that they're feeding their children what they're supposed to be feeding them, because that's what, you know, commercials on TV are showing them, and oh my gosh, I just saw like a commercial for cream cheese, and it was like garden veggie cream cheese, and the whole half of the commercial was this farmer carrying these carrots and trying to make people believe that it's, oh you know, my gosh. but then it's cream cheese. Oh my gosh. So, it's just so sick. It's <laughs> not a whole, you know, it's not uh, a whole food. That was a rabbit trail, but yeah, no, the point is that everyone is trying and my parents yeah. tried, you I know, know. Yeah. but I'm very motivated to make sure that my kids grow up understanding the power mm. of food and how, yeah. how it, how it affects your health and and also setting them up for success later in life by not, you know, feeling, filling their bodies with junk that's going to yeah. create problems later. Yeah, I agree. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's just if you start it as a lifestyle for them, mm-hmm. and it's just part of what they're used to, it'll hopefully come easy, mm-hmm. and they won't be tempted like we are because they would have never known the difference from a very young age. And I, I'm the same as you. Like, sometimes... Parents can feel guilty, and nobody needs to feel guilty because everybody tried their best with what 
knowledge they had at that mm-hmm. time. So it is a battle, mm-hmm. especially with media. I mean, they can just totally inundate you with these messages. So you can only do your best. Yeah. You know. Um, well, speaking of family, I don't know if anybody in your family has this role in your life or if it's someone else, but who has impacted or inspired you the most in regards to health or holistic health? Mm. I was thinking of, um, about this in, uh, the other day, and I feel like this question lends itself really easily to like a positive story, <laughs> you know, a positive story yeah. that motivates you to do something with holistic health, but mine is more negative, um, but it still brought, you know, it impacted me, Um, and I just would have to say that it's my dad, and uh, his, um, just, him, I I was seventh, I think I was in seventh grade, he almost had a heart attack, you know, it had like 99% blockage in his main um, artery, and they they went in, they were able to do stents, and... Mm. It was really scary because his dad died of a heart attack when he was 66. Wow. So, yeah, and then, you know, it's been over, oh my gosh, it's been over a decade now, but he's had to have other procedures and and he's had to have other stents and his... Um, his heart actually, like, grew another valve or something. It's crazy, like, how oh my gosh. like, kept him alive. You know, there was a blockage, and he, like, literally grew an extra valve, something opening in his heart. And, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Um, it's incredible. Like, <laughs> like, that's the thing about bodies. Like, they they will do whatever it takes. And yeah. you know, we just got to, like, meet them halfway. Hmm. And, and I really believe that, like, our bodies, they know what it takes to heal, and, and they know what they need, and... They just need a little help from us and giving them the right <laughs> ingredients and and, and uh, resting yeah. and being stress free, all those things. But drinking water, you know. But my yeah. dad, watching my dad go through that and then just having it be very scary. Um, I just made it my goal to want to help him get healthy. Yeah. And and I think that just sparked my interest in in some in holistic health and just. Wanting to help other people not, you know, share in that story of just accepting, like, these are my genetics and this, yeah. because I believe that genetics play a role, but mm-hmm. I believe that our, we have the ability to turn on and off our, our genes, yeah. so, you yeah. know, and I, everyone has the power um, to do that yeah. by choice. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we have three questions left that I usually ask everybody. Okay. Um, just it's a nice little bow on the end that I like to ask because I it's just another way for me to get to know everybody and what mm-hmm. we have in common and what unique things I haven't thought of yet so what is your morning routine in order to have a successful day because I know most people I talk to that are successful go-getters like mm-hmm. you have <laughs> have pretty productive routines whether it be morning or whether it's a different time of day but what is it for you that works to make your day mm-hmm. successful mm-hmm. This is interesting, because uh, I am not a morning person. Yeah, that's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just honestly do not have a great routine in the morning, because I end up waking up 20 minutes before I need to leave. <laughs> I, um, you know, I get up, and I get ready hurriedly, and then I you know, take my lemon water to go and eat breakfast at my work, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, like, don't have a great answer for this. However... Oh, it is my goal. I'm. I have started this week. Even uh, I'm doing oil pulling. Okay. Um. And so I do that first thing in the morning. Cool. 
and then I floss because I'm really trying to take better care of my teeth. Yep. Um, and the oil pulling is really easy to do when you're getting ready anyways. Yeah. And you're not talking. I'm, since I'm not a morning person, I don't really want to just talk. <laughs> so I have an excuse. So it's great. <laughs> um, and I've, I'm really trying to pick up the practice of meditating and nice. doing like a, uh, my prayer and, yeah. and devotional in the morning. Um, cool. But... You know, I, I don't have that down yet. Yeah, I'm not perfect. Right. We're all works in progress. <laughs> yeah. At this point, do you do that a different time of day? Are you normally do that at the end, like unwind at the end of your day? Right Somewhat. Now? I, I, I kind of just try to fit it in wherever it goes. And some days sure. I'm not there because I haven't ever had this practice. But yeah. I downloaded Omvana. It's O-M-V-A-N-A. And it's a really great... Cool. meditation app it's totally free oh my gosh I'm gonna download it it's amazing <laughs> yeah I've been wanting to find some because my husband Brett he does meditation but it's like these huge and he's so great but he <laughs> he is a different person than me and he can sit and do these like 45 minute ones and I'm like I need like 15 minutes max yes. and I get I mean I get into it and I sometimes fall asleep during his <laughs> when I've tried them but that is that sounds like a great tool because I can't uh-huh. do the long ones. It just yeah. doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. There's 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 like five minutes to twenty minutes to other. Oh, sweet, perfect. That is so cool. I will definitely put that in my notes. Yeah. So we're pretty close to the end. But is there any other words of wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners that we didn't get to talk about mm-hmm. today that you really want to leave them with? Mm-hmm. There's so much I could say. I think, but. Um, I'll just say that in my personal life, I have noticed that healing comes from a willingness to let go. Mm. And um, and that will mean different for each listener. Um, mean di- something different. Um, you know, but for me, that was, that was a moment when I gave up. I let go. I let go of, of dieting and, and counting calories. And I just said, okay, I'm going to love myself right now yeah. exactly as I am and I'm going to really love my body by respecting it and mm. learning about what it needs and yeah. what I want to put in my body and and um so it was it was huge for me and and I've lost 25 pounds with my first time not dieting that is so great and, and it, I thought yeah. I wanted to tell you when I first came in you look awesome Thank like you. I can tell and you look happy too yeah. you know so Thank you. that is incredible and the best part is that I don't have the fear of gaining it because I yeah. know that the weight loss is like, you know, and, and um, you know, I, some people have mentioned, you, know, you look great and it's like, great. Yeah. it's awesome, That's but it, it's not what I am, it's not my goal. My yeah. goal is like right now, my goal is healing my gut. And yes. so it's just like, well, as I get better and better at, at saying yes to the right foods and no yeah. to the wrong foods for me, then I keep losing it's weight. It's a nice byproduct. It is really <laughs> nice. Yeah. And it just feels... It just feels so good. But it's yeah. funny because my mom was saying that she was at lunch with some coworkers and and they, she was telling them that I, you know, I'm diet free. But yeah. and then she's telling them how I ate and they're like, it sounds like she's on a diet. Like she's not having dairy, <laughs> grains, or sugar. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like a diet oh. for me because I do have those things occasionally because I'm human. Yeah. And I'm not restricting myself. I just I'm I'm not restricting myself. I'm choosing. It, yes, it feels it's a choice. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a diet at all to me. Yes, and you feel better when you choose to not eat those things, probably. So it's like, yeah. why even try to act like it's so tantalizing when you know how it makes you feel? 
Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. that is such a great place to be. So congrats on Thank that. Thank you. That is awesome. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, my final question in honor of the title of my podcast, The Invisible Crown, I just like to ask every woman that I interview or man, I've interviewed a few men, what they think is that beautiful jewel, whether it's in their own invisible crown that makes them unique or that they find in other women that just is that intangible quality that's like, she's like an inspiration to me mm-hmm. and why and what is that quality about her that just really lights up the room when she walks in. So what do you think that is? What's the jewel in your invisible crown or that you admire? Oh, I think I admire authenticity. And I, yeah, I've found that it's really bra- bravery also goes along with that. Yeah. You have to be brave to, to let yourself be seen as you are. Um, but it's such a gift to other people. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like reading a children's book on the night you were born. Have you yes. ever? Yes. It's so sweet. I know. And I just thought, whoa, this yeah. is speaking to my life and so many <laughs> Like they're never, you know, oh. you know, um, there never ever was anyone like you, and there yeah. never will be again, and yeah. and it's so true. I mean, we, we we're completely unique, and we just yeah. have to offer ourselves to the world, or else they're just gonna miss out on what it is we have to offer, because nobody else yeah. is going to to do it in the way that we can, and and it yeah. feels totally natural to us. So yeah, authenticity. I love that, <laughs> and I love this is a little rabbit trail, but I'll add it in by. Yeah. As a teacher, I always read books to my students, and I feel like sometimes I'm like, this is a great book, and I really <laughs> hope they're getting this, and they're just, like, sitting there, like, when are we going to play the xylophones? But, yeah. you know, sometimes it doesn't matter what it is. Anything can speak to you. You know, you just got to find that inspiration. So that's mm-hmm. that's cute. Um, well, yeah, thank you for sharing and being open and being authentic with everybody mm-hmm. and with me. Um, and I just I can't wait to share this and um, to see if anybody gets – on your rendezvous because of this, and if not, at least just feeling inspired, because I do, just from hearing your story, so. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me share it. I feel honored to have been asked. Yeah, it was my pleasure, and until next time, this is the Invisible Crown Podcast signing out. Thank you so much, Kylie, for being candid about your journey towards health, a journey which is definitely not a straight line, and it's not the same for everyone, and I really appreciate your respect towards everyone's individual journey and your authenticity with that and with your own journey today. I know it's not an easy story to share, and because of your vulnerability and that sincerity, I know it's going to touch some people and really help them with their journeys, and I cannot wait to see what people can take from this and use in their own lives in order to make them that much closer to being their best selves and in order to make their invisible crowns shine just a little bit brighter. So thanks again, Kylie, and thanks to all those listeners for tuning in. And until next time, you know what to do. Get out there and rock your invisible crown. See you later, everybody.